You are listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 87, Vacation is Over. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, you should do. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And today's episode is the second quarter stock market report. Yes, I know. We're in the middle of a 10-week series about behavioral finance, and now I have to go and throw in a second quarter report, and it's already almost the end of July. That's what I get for going on vacation and being away for a couple of weeks and pre-recording the last three episodes. I think that they came out on time without too much of a hitch, but I didn't realize when I started the 10-week series that I was going to have to squeeze in this second quarter report. So that's what we're going to do today. And in case you're wondering... If you've listened to these past couple of episodes, and I encourage you to catch up in our series on behavioral finance, and you can do this by going to bestandwealth.com slash 84, slash 85, and slash 86. Those are the first three episodes in our series. And what I was getting to was my car did not break down on our family trip to Florida like it did a couple of years ago. So thank you for all those prayers because we made it to and from Florida safely. And some people have been asking me, Scott, what in the heck are you doing even going to Florida in the middle of the summer? Well, the answer to that question is my wife is in school administration. She's an assistant principal. And she's in one district and my kids are in a neighboring school district and their spring breaks don't, they don't align up. So when, when you have a spouse who's in school administration or maybe even just a teacher period, you have only select times that you can go on vacation. And we ended up going in the summertime or we always end up going on the summertime. But nonetheless, we had a great time, but I'm ready to get back to it. Let's get to the topic of the day. Okay, here we go. The second quarter stock market report. Now, maybe a lot of you have already reviewed the second quarter. I'm sure a lot of you have received statements from your 401ks and your custodians. But what I like to do is to break down each quarter, look at the various indices and how the U.S. has done, the developed markets, emerging markets, real estate, and then even take it a step further and look at the different areas 
or premiums like I like to call them in the small cap area and the value comparing to large cap and growth. So that's what we're going to do today. But keep in mind, and I say this every time, I'm not giving you returns from any specific investment or any specific mutual fund. All I'm doing is letting you know how the indexes performed. And for example, in the case of the U.S., the indexes that I'm representing are the ones coming from the Russell. So the small cap, the Russell 3000, the large cap, the Russell 1000. There's a Russell 1000 growth index, a Russell um, 3000 small cap index. All of these are just indices. They are not investments that you can actually invest in. You can invest in a mutual fund that represents these indexes as best that they can. But what I'm just trying to do is give you an overall idea about how the second quarter performed. So if you have a small cap value fund, it might perform a lot different than the small cap value index. If it represents a very few companies, if it's an actively managed fund, if it's an index that isn't quite representing the Russell index, a lot of different reasons. But just wanted to make sure I said that before we went into some of these numbers. And again, uh, like I always do, I'm going to post this report at the Best in Wealth podcast. So certainly go to um, bestinwealth.com slash 87. You can download this report for yourself. So a couple of highlights is in mid-April, the NASDAQ soared to new heights as global stocks rallied. So the NASDAQ hit some new highs. Shortly after, the Eurozone confidence hits post-crisis high as well. And if you can recall, the Eurozone has had some difficult times as of late, not this year, with stock market returns. Starting in May, the U.S. household debt hit record highs in the first quarter, so we found that out. Towards the end of May, unemployment rate fell to a 16-year low but hiring had slowed. And then towards the end of the quarter, new home sales rise in May as prices hit record levels. That was an article that came out in June. And I don't know about you guys, I'm living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and homes are selling like crazy. I'm building a new house right now and have been living in a condo, and my condo sold in less than a day. So let's turn our attention to the U.S. stock market. So in the second quarter of 2017, and incidentally, when you look at world capitalization, meaning the market cap of the U.S. compared to the rest of the world is 52%. And a market cap is just adding all stocks available in a specific country times the number of outstanding shares. So 52% of the overall world market is represented in the U.S. And market-wide, the U.S. did just over 3%, 3 3.02%. That's how the stock market did in the second quarter. I think pretty similar to the first quarter. Now, what about large versus small? Well, we know that in 2017, 
small value performed almost 30% returns. And now they seem to be lagging this year, which is no surprise, but large growth was number one at 4.67 versus large value, which was only 1.34. And small cap growth was sitting at 4.39 versus small value that barely hit 1%. So the premium, once again, did not exist this quarter. But remember, from past episodes, we know that that premium does not come in every quarter or every year or even over a several-year period. Our job is to stay disciplined in our portfolio and have our tilt into small and into value. So when that premium comes, we are ready for it. Because just like trying to time the stock market, when to get in and when to get out, if you start trying to time these premiums, you're going to run into all kinds of trouble. All right, that's the U.S. And, you know, I said the U.S. represented 52% of the market cap. How about international developed markets? They represent 36 of the total world market cap. And, you know, international developed markets have had their issues these last bunch of years. But this year, they seem to be roaring. And second quarter was no different than the first quarter, even better, I suppose. And also getting great returns too because the international currencies are appreciating much better than the U.S. at this point in time. So that's helping returns as well, which is another reason why we want to have exposure to Stocks that are sitting outside of the U.S. as well as inside. So when we look at large cap, we already know that the U.S. overall market-wide 3%. International develops 5.63%. How about small cap? Well, small cap outperformed large cap. So that premium existed here in the second quarter in the international developed markets. Small cap 7.28%. But growth actually overperformed value. Growth, 6.98% compared to 4.36 for the value. And lastly, we have emerging markets. Emerging markets represent 11% of the total global market cap. Emerging markets ended up soaring last year in the first quarter or maybe even into the second quarter. They were up over 20%. They ended up settling in closer to 15 but they are the best performing, or should I say the best performers so far through the second quarter this year, a lot of them topping close to 20%. So how did they do in the second quarter? Well, growth beat value. Growth was up almost 10%. Value closer to 4%. And large cap sitting at about 6.5%. Small cap, 3 So here we see both premiums do not exist in the second quarter. But again, that does not mean we do anything to our portfolios. Because how would you like to get outside of these premiums now? And then they come roaring back. And one great example is in the U.S. last year. I already told you that the U.S. small cap value, almost 30% last year, 
Well, guess what? Over half of that came in the fourth quarter of last year. When these premiums arrive, they come roaring in. But the thing is, we just don't know when they're going to. We just need to be ready. All right, let's look at all of the countries and see which ones performed best. First, through the developed markets. The best three performers, number one, Austria, 18.39%, Denmark, a little over 15%, and coming in at number three, Finland, about 13%. The worst three in the developed markets go as follows. Only one country had negative performance in the second quarter. That was Australia, negative 1.43. Canada was positive, but less than 1%. And the third worst performing country in the second quarter, even though market-wide we saw 3%, was the U.S. Emerging markets, the number one country, the number one performer in the second quarter, Greece, over 34% in one quarter. Hungary, number two, 18.88%. And Turkey actually had the same return as well, 18.88%. The three worst performers all had negative performance. Russia, negative 10%. Brazil, negative 6 And Chile, a little over negative 2%. Although most of the countries actually had positive performance, the bottom four were negative. All right, another asset class I like to talk about is real estate because real estate is a great diversifier to have in your portfolio. Real estate, when you look at long-term average returns, about 10% per year, same as the S&P 500. Long-term returns are close to the 10% as well on average per year. But they do different things at different times. So sometimes when when the S&P 500 is up, real estate is down. When real estate is up, the S&P 500 could be down and it levels out your portfolio. And real estate, eh, not so great in the first quarter. When I look at it in the second quarter, though, global real estates. So when we look at the global real estate index, we're looking at over two and a half percent. In the U.S., not quite as Nice, 1.64%. But again, when we can have these, what they're called, our uncorrelated asset classes, overall, they smooth out our portfolio and we end up with more money in the long haul. And different people have different opinions on how much real estate should be in the portfolio. It should be a small sliver, in my opinion, but it should absolutely exist in your portfolio. Now, real quick, let's just touch on commodities. The top three commodities of the second quarter. Number one, Kansas wheat, 17.82. Number two, just wheat, 15.95. I'm not even sure of the difference. And number three, one of my favorite commodities, lean hogs, 14.44%. The bottom three, sugar, negative 18.76, coffee, negative 12.79, and crude oil, negative 10.68%. And there you have it, folks, your second quarter 2017 
Stock Market Review. Now, when I look at this report, and you can download it, bestinwealth.com slash 87. When I look at this and when I look at country performance and I see Greece performing 34.11% in the second quarter alone, you know what that instinctively makes me want to do? Chase performance. It makes me want to weight my portfolio into Greece because I think, man, this must be the best country this year. I ought to have more money there. But that is not the right way to view these reports. This is just for informational purposes only. If I went and put a bunch of money in Greece right now, do you know what I'd be doing? I'd be chasing stock market returns and likely Greece, because they were the number one performer, could end up being one of the worst performers this next quarter. We have no idea. The only thing we can do is get in a highly global, diversified portfolio that's tilted into these premiums and be disciplined and wait. That's why I spend so much time talking about behavioral finance. That's why we're in the middle of a 10-part series. So do not miss next week when we start to go over part four in behavioral finance because this in the end is going to give you the leg up you need to have an extremely successful investing experience. And really, I want to give these reports for informational purposes only, but if you see these and get bored listening to them, you don't even have to listen to these episodes. There's just some people that want the information and I feel like I need to get it out there. Hey, I'm gone. That's all I have today. I hope everybody has one heck of a weekend and I'll see you where I see on the flip side. Bye-bye everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.